Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for the Bad Batch. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello. How you doing, Ed? Not bad, not bad. Pretty good episode this this time. Uh, right. I, hope, I hope so. I hope so, because this is... Huh. It was an yeah, interesting I episode. So. I wasn't yeah. expecting it. Mm-hmm. Noma, our other co-host. Hello. <laughs> He's so far away. How you doing, Noma? <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty good. I've had coffee, so I'll be alert-ish. Good stuff. Ed, would you like to let the listeners know what episode we're covering on the Bad Batch today? All right, so we are discussing the events of the Bad Batch episode 13, Infested. Uh, We're going to talk about what happened, um, what may happen in upcoming episodes, and if we found any Easter eggs in this episode, we'll try to mention as many as we can. Um... You know, we are human, so if you miss some, we apologize. And if you saw some and you want to talk to us and be like, hey, miss this one, miss this one. Noma's got a whole bunch of ways you can get in contact with us, and here's a few of them. Yeah, so we, like Ed said, we'd love to hear from you guys. And if you're interested in contacting us, one of the easiest ways is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, on Twitter and Instagram, we have the same handle, and that is at VoiceForcePod. Retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And as always, you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Viewing us with five stars in the comment helps with visibility, and you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, guys, and uh, let's get into our spoiler warning for this episode. So, if you haven't watched episode 13 of The Bad Batch, Infested, uh, we're going to be going through all of the major plot points, characters, and events that happen in the episode. So, if you haven't watched it, you might want to go and pause this episode to watch it first, and then come back to listen to the commentary afterwards, Mm -hmm. and uh, then let us know what you thought about the episode. Without further ado, let's get into episode 13, Infested. So, yeah, we kind of start this one off with the Bad Batch returning to Ord Mantel after finishing a mission that we never really learned about. But as they return, uh, one of the first things they notice is there's a bunch of kind of cool-looking thugs kind of all over the city. And as they get to Sid's bar to try and get paid for the last mission, they basically show up to find that Sid's not there anymore. And there's a green-skinned Deveronian behind the... uh, behind the reins of the bar now whose name is Roland and he basically is like hey Sid's not here do you guys want to work for me and the Bad Batch is like no we're okay so (laughs) they leave and as they get back to the Havoc Marauder Sid's waiting for them and she kind of fills them in that Roland kind of just rolled up and kind of just forcibly took over the bar which you know kind of goes to show that you know Sid doesn't have any muscle which they never really addressed before, but now we kind of get that for sure. So Sid's got a plan to get rid of Roland, which is that he is going to be uh, get, doing a trade with the Pike Syndicate for a bunch of spice. So she wants to sneak into her, you know, Roland's now, or now Roland's, her old office, and steal the spice 
so that Roland won't have anything to do. He'll get screwed over. And they take a bunch of minecarts under Ord Mantell to get there. And on the way there, they pass by this giant nest of we don't know what at the moment. And, you know, she basically is like, yeah, don't make any noise. Don't drop anything. So, of course, Wrecker drops a fra- uh, flashlight. And says and, stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, whispers, thankfully. But yes. it was just like, okay. Yes. The best spec ops team that the Republic had to offer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> as soon as as soon as she said, you know, uh, I'll, I'll get the motors all stirred up on this tech. Tech was saying that. And she's like, no, this is a stealth mission. You guys are good with stealth missions, right? And yeah. I just laughed. Or like, yes. Yeah, because we can remember all the stealth missions they've completed without getting caught, right? Oh, boy. I mean, actually, to be fair, it's been a whole one so far, I think, but still. Um, Yeah, so they basically, they managed to get through. They managed to steal the spice, and they've got this plan that, like, kind of doesn't really work, where uh, Roland has a lizard that I was very confused about, and I'll talk about that later. But he's got this pet lizard, and so the two, the Ithorian and the Weakway, who are always around uh, Sid's bar basically lure it and steal it so that he's outside of the office so the bad batch manages to steal the spice right as he gets back to the office and they don't again right stealth mission they don't close the lid on the the they don't close the floor panels well, that they used no they didn't are you sure because i saw him i saw him throw it up yeah it was slightly ajar. That's uh, why he yeah. notices and tosses it open. So yeah, stealth mission experts leave the they. So they had the sewer grate locked, but they didn't close the floor panel that they used to get up through the floor with. So Roland finds it, flips it open. They find the bad batch as they're getting away. So they start chasing them into back into the nest area. And obviously, you know, this time because they're being chased and there's a minecart fight happening, they do wake up the. Uh, weird bug monsters that all fly out and they manage to get out but they leave the spice behind so once they're outside a bunch of other shit happens they go back to try and reclaim the bar the pike syndicates there and they basically tell roland like hey you fucked up with the spice so you're gonna die now but then when sid and the bad bats show up they go okay well you're gonna get us back to spice and we're gonna keep omega until you bring it back why Sid didn't offer herself up in Omega's place, I don't know, because she's a coward. But anyways, so yeah, that was another point that bugged me a lot. But anyways, they basically, they take the Havoc Marauder, fly out to where the nest is, and uh, Wrecker and Sid lower themselves down, start to collect all of the spice crates as Tech's working on something. And I mean, from here, I'll just kind of, it, it's all a little bit quick. So basically, as they're getting the last spice containers up, they knock over one of the minecarts. They summon these insects again, which uh, Tech identified as Erlings. And basically, as the Erlings are swarming Wrecker and Sid, uh, Tech drops a giant flash bomb down that scatters all of them. They manage to get the spice back. They bring it back. The pikes are like, all right, we're square. Um, and then they're about to kill Roland, but Omega and Roland have had this little heart-to-heart, so she vouches for him. And instead of killing him, they cut off one of his horns to be like, don't fuck up again. And uh, yeah, I mean, the episode kind of ends there. It, yeah, and then uh, Hunter basically asks Omega, like, why did you vouch from? And Omega kind of says, like, I, I don't really know. Something, it felt like I, like, he, was, he wasn't he was a bad person. And Ruby, knows, liked him, he, yeah. Ruby liked him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Ruby liked him. And she says, like, you know, who knows? Maybe he, he could, maybe he's not all that bad. And then the episode kind of closes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's the kind of brief summary of Infested. Uh, yeah, let's get into the discussion then, and uh, thanks for doing that synopsis there, Noma. Yeah, no worries.
All right, Ed, what did you think of uh, the episode? Now, I, I guess this is still kind of building. It's not really, it's not really filler to me with this one because yeah. uh, they're still they're still introducing people and plot points and the reasons why they can't start with something because of this situation here, right? Mm. Man. You'd think after all this stuff that keeps happening that um, Sid would have some kind of security or something. <laughs> she does. She yeah. has uh, Bolo and uh, Catch. Yeah, she's got she's got two worth. Yeah, who are so good at being security, they immediately ratted her out. Yeah, right. They're like it wasn't our idea. Oh, it's her idea. It's her idea. We don't know where it is. Uh... And understandable, like that you can't, you know. It's it's a it's a rough establishment, but she makes it seem so important. And when she's explaining it to the bad like, yo, is this is like the hub world and like it's a trading post between like all these different hyperlanes and stuff like that. I'm just like, Oh, so you can if if everybody does business with you, you can afford top tier, right? Yeah. Nah, you have these two. <laughs> all right, there's there's you know, there's top tier that's being cheap, and then there's what you do. Mm. Right? Because you have two guys, not even the full complement. We can guard as soon as Roland comes in, he's got guys at the bar, he's got people sitting mm -hmm. down, he's got people in front of her door, all that, right? Nothing. No, no. You guys, some goodwill, right? After you screwed us over how many times and tell us how much debt we owe you, you want us mm -hmm. to come protect you now? Yeah. Like they were ready to say, no, nah, bye, we're out, right? Yeah. Except for Omega um, sticking up for Sid. Yeah, I don't want to go on too long, but like that was one thing that really bothered me. Um, the second thing, there's always some kind of bug infestation, and this time when it happens, I I thought it was spiders. The way those webs were, yeah, I did like too. That. I did too. So I'm like, okay, then you make them look like Cornish pixies from Harry Potter. They're just super <laughs> steroided up. Okay, I didn't have a problem with it. I'm just saying, like, uh, you you knew, and like you were saying in the in the description when you're going through it, where it's like, oh yeah, it could be stuff nobody see anything, and I was like, just wait. So yeah. Like, Who's gonna actually talk because they're scared or whatever? And I'm like, it's gonna be Wrecker. Oh my, yeah, my oh, yeah, tech, tech or Wrecker for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I thought it'd be a tech for a second, but I'm like, nah. After what happened last episode, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give him some benefit. Mm. Right? Nine out of ten times, it's always Wrecker. Yeah, of, like does yeah. something that makes it all fucked up. Oh, can, can can I point out one thing that really really bugged me with what Wrecker did though? Mm. Can I can I be very annoyed that? Clone captains and arc troopers can have uh, helmet lights, but the Bad Batch doesn't. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That blue, like I actually, I, I had to go look it up again because I was like, no, wait a minute, they've had helmet lights before, mm -hmm. right? And then I went back and saw it, and I was like, these are captains. So What's the bad, yeah, why couldn't the Bad Batch get helmet lights? Seems Don't they so have basic. night vision on their helmet a little bit? Oh. You've seen so. that. I think we've Even seen with that. The night vision, though, it was just to repel the the earlings, right? The, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, that's true. Hand. That's true. Like the fact that they had to use flashlights. flashlights like, yeah. Are your helmets so torches? Yeah, which I which I also then remembered. There's an earlier episode where Echo's holding a flashlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I mean, yeah, Echo was talking about why couldn't he just like tape that to a scalp link? But <laughs> man, Echo should just flip his eyes back at this point and yeah. <laughs> just find out how much tech he has. Right. I want to see upgrades on tech, like something like what I was thinking is like, what if you had like a scomp link, but then like it could like oh, like a scomp link, and then it could like flip, and then it's a hand or something. 
Yeah, right. You know, like there's like a multi like purpose thing. I, I'm just saying you have a hand and then you retract it and then it becomes the scump like. Yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be also good. Just have right? the middle you finger. Of the I guess you can't show kids that or whatever. <laughs> I mean, if you had like two fingers, you could just. Hmm. Well, because we see later on, like obviously, granted, this this is like 26 years in the future. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really cool when you see the Republic droids later on, and they have the scump link that just shoots out of their wrist like a hidden blade. Yeah, it's true. But, but at the same time, this is the age of like astromechs and everything like that, where it's like yeah, coming yeah. out of somewhere. It's like, man, you really couldn't get a hand like that? Mm-hmm. Seriously? So I don't know. But like the fact that he dropped the flashlight, then the big whisper of, oh, sorry, is just like, dude, yeah. I'd rather you just not said anything at all. We just, we just give you that look. And even though they're wearing helmets, you can tell, yeah. right? You just, you just get that and you just kind of put your hands up at that point. That's it. That's and, it. And, yeah, because no, you're not supposed to say a word. And yeah. then, <laughs> to yourself, don't say what you're talking. Yeah, exactly. you're talking. Shut up. So, and, dude, as soon as he started whispering, I was like, "You have private helm channels." Yeah, please, right? guys. This isn't. You can I get, turn I get off the audio coming yeah. out of your helmet. Like in that situation, I was like, "I guess he wants to say it to Sid and Omega as well." But yeah. I was like, "God, God, guys, come on! You're supposed to be a spec ops team." It's so many missteps, hey, and that's it. Like more like black ops rather than spec ops, I would say maybe but even yeah. still like i wouldn't be surprised if it was just a batch of uh they always make fun of the regular clones and i'm now i'm just asking the question more, more, more just why you guys are basically the same because <laughs> yeah. you they they would do the same job you guys could at this point mm. and if they did worse i don't know what's in the material they're putting through or whatever food they're giving you but you guys they're lying to their customers <laughs> at this point yeah for sure and it's just it's something we talked about, I think, uh, back when we were making predictions of it, but just the the amount of, I don't really know if it's plot armor, but just the amount of uh, efficacy that they've had, they've lost from season seven to Bad Batch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, but you, you, know. you were wanting that. I was. <laughs> and now it's happening, the- you're like, I don't want it. <laughs> well, it's just, it, it, it confuses me, right? Yeah. Like, like what, what happened to, to make it like people. that? Exactly. These, these are supposed to be the same people. And at this point, you can build a montage of all the times that Wrecker has been thrown into an object. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And it's just like, compare that to the guy who ripped off the lat door and used it as a battering ram and didn't get it once as he annihilated an entire sep- separatist platoon. It's very yeah. strange. But it's just like, I can, it's like they were trained for droids. I understand that. But mm. like, people don't operate much different. Yeah, you know, they're not much different profile when you have to hit them yeah. or when they're trying to hit you. Oh yeah, and against and, droids just move that slow. So if you're good against droids, you, you end up being like that's your plus minus, and, <laughs> right? And that would that would be my argument, except for commando droids. Yeah, exactly. Who are like, who are like yeah, who are like uh, ninjas. snakes yeah. with their yeah, yeah. ninja snakes while they're bouncing around and and flipping about. Um, and they were good at killing commando droids, but yeah, I mean. You know that that's that's just a kind of thing that I've noticed throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a good pet peeve to have. Yeah, honestly, yeah. you hold them to a high standard, and, and they just con- well, not all of them. Yeah, it's not it's oh. not a constant series of failures, but it's always a bunch of weird hiccups. Exactly. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of things that were a little bit disappointing, um, they really, really talked up the Earlings to be a huge threat. I don't understand why. They no one took a single scratch against them. I mean, the enemy did. Remember, plot armor is a huge thing. It's true, right? But even like, almost got knocked off. But that's it. 
Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, again, it's it normally like you were saying, like you you don't feel scared for him. I yeah. thought the spice was gonna go again, and then they have to be like, Well, we got five out of six containers, give mm-hmm. us back the girl, you can keep the dude. Yeah, I thought that's where that was going, but they saved that too. So it was just like yeah, these things are nothing. That's why I said that's why I said they were corner fixies. Like they were just yeah. there to annoy you yeah. more so than anything. Yeah, like I feel like, like if they like, weren't wearing armor, but Sid got hit by them well, too. But, it, but that's the thing. Like that's she, what I was about to say. Like the fact that they're wearing armor, sure, I guess that protects them. But then Sid's fine too. She's got she got scales though, so that's different than skin. But then why was she scared of them? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right? Maybe it's she just, doesn't like bugs. Maybe. 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 I mean but she's a lizard. Because she says, like, if these things wake up, we're all dead. And I'm like, they woke up twice and everyone was fine. <laughs> of course, like Ed said, all the grunts died. Yeah. But I mean, they might have just the, been eating them. Who knows? It, it's also, I don't know, it was one thing in my head, because as soon as I saw them, I was also, uh, they, they looked very similar to uh, Warhammer 40k uh, alien that most people probably won't know what I'm talking about. But if you know some of the older 40k stuff, there's a thing called the Psycho Nuin. And Psycho Nuin are horrifying because they are warp-touched insects that are attracted to uh, psychers. And when they find a psyker, they will implant their eggs in your brain mm. yeah, and cause intense warp phenomena as they're born. And they're usually born in swarms of 100 plus. Yeah. So they are terrifying. And in rare cases, they can actually destroy a world. So when Sid's talking a big, ga- uh, a big game like that Man, so... about the Earlings, I was like, oh, Shit, this is gonna be like Star Wars Psycho New, and then they show up, and I was like, "Nope, they're no. basically just a bunch of flies." Did you Did you see what they look like up close? Yeah, did you, did it's, you pause? It's, it's gross. It's scary. It's like gross. they have like big teeth. Yeah, yeah. I, all I saw was four like, wings, four legs, and a tail. I don't know what I was seeing in the chest area. I don't want to mention that at all. Uh, Dan, I have, looking. I have a question for you though. Have you noticed in every media that the pikes have appeared in? <laughs> they look different like n- uh, not not their heads not their shape their hmm. armor and their helmets are always, like nobody can decide on what these guys wear unless yeah. it's different factions of the pikes or different like point. squads i think i think yeah. i have an answer for that actually we were Noam and i were talking about this earlier um hmm. while we we're waiting for you um the uh the pike syndicate is one of the syndicates that like noma was saying not really yeah they're not really a threat to anybody they're just oh, kind of, yeah, they, yeah. they lose all the time, right? Like, every time yeah. we see them, they're losing to the Jedi, well, they're losing to whoever, right? Yeah, like, my, my big point about them was, like, it was it, weird to me in this episode that they, they try to play out the Pikes as being, like, this really scary syndicate, where I'm like, look, the, like, at, at first impressions are a big thing, I think, for a lot of people. So all I remember from them, the first time they show up, Dooku just curb stomps them into the ground, right? Because it's the the Sifo-Dyas episode, yeah. And he literally he literally just walks in, and then he walks out, and they're like, "Dooku, you're going down now." Yeah. And then he just casually kills their president, and then just walks away. Yeah, but and I mean, like, as wow. Dooku, it is yeah, like it's yeah, a Sith but, Lord, yeah. Well, yeah, because I was comparing them to Crimson Dawn, right? Where it's like you know Dryden Voss getting taken out by Han Solo. That's a bit different because it's it's. It's ne- you know, he, well, he, yeah, he's a non-force user. He barely does it. It's kind of half luck. And it was also part of a plan that Kira had, right? Mm-hmm. So when that happens, granted, I don't think Crimson Dawn is as scary as Black Sun, obviously. But at least I'm like, okay, they've got some some power and some backing behind them. But every time we see the Pike Syndicate, they just get, like, they just get clowned on, basically. Because Dooku, clown, like, stomps them. And then the Martez sisters outwit them. And then Ahsoka outwits them twice. Well, the Martez sisters and, do it with the help of the Mandalorians. Yeah, that's true. And like, and well, Ahsoka. Well, 
Well, uh, I mean, they escape from uh, the pikes the first time, right? They just get caught because they're idiots. Um, And then, yeah, the second time that they they stomp on them is with the Mandalorians. So that doesn't count as much. But it's like, it's just loss after loss after loss. And then they show up in Bad Batch and they're like, look how scary we are. We're going to kill everyone you know and love. And I'm like, no, you won't. You're just going to fail halfway through. And they didn't even kill them. They just chopped up a horn. But it's just like, I don't know. They're, They're... but uh, to something that Ed said as well, because, yeah, something I noticed with the designs for these ones is mm. those little tubes that they have coming off the bottom of their heads, mm. they're a lot bigger this time. Could be a style like choice. Wars, yeah, in Clone Wars, they almost look like antenna, but now they're like these little like funnels that you can see inside mm-hmm. of. Um, so, you know, the other thing I was sure. going to say with like the design aspect of it is um, we talked about the Crimson Dawn being you know in charge of the Black Sun and the, the, syndic- the, um, the Pike Syndicate as well. Um, mm-hmm. So it could be like a re kind of um, reformatting. I don't know what to say. Like a re mm-hmm. redesign. A, yeah, redesign a, aesthetic redesign for the syndicate to be yeah, you know under the the guise of Maul now. So it could be that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just every time I see them, and I don't think they've been actually given a fair shake because we I, oh, we no, haven't seen we, anything. We, we can't see them win because there's never been. Anything that's been Pike centric has always had to deal with one of the main characters or exactly. one of the showrunners mm. or somebody driving plot. So they can't win because mm. if they do, they're only going to win for an episode. In the next episode, they're going to get trashed even worse because at that point, they look like they're at a strong position. So they always have to start off either on a lower foot or on a barely, barely perceived advantage and mm. then just lose out. Like I thought. Like in this, they held their own. I'll say that their grunts are trash, but those were actual <laughs> Pikes. Um, but then when you see, oh, okay, yeah, you know what, get give us our or we'll just hold a girl, and it's just like, yeah, all four of them, like, now nah, you're not doing that. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. okay, square up, we're ready to. And Sid has to stop the whole thing from happening, mm-hmm. which I thought, you know, you see these four guys in these armors coming, you're just like, oh, here, there's three of us, and we don't care, like, we're that big in our heads that we're just gonna mm-hmm. shoot you down, all down. But it makes sense, you know, there's a vulnerable kid. You clearly care for her. Okay, we'll hold her. Get a reaction out of them. Yeah, you'll do it for sure then because you're yeah. worried about what we'll do. Um, Roland Duran and Ruby. I didn't I didn't realize... I don't remember Ruby, honestly. Yeah. No, neither do I. I mean, <laughs> it was in like, episode yeah. 7, apparently. We looked it up. Yeah, because okay. well, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure I had the same uh, confusion that you did, Ed, because when they walk into his office the first time, Omega recognizes Ruby, and I was like, who? Yeah, I was yeah, like, that was like too. oh, Ruby. And Roland's like, oh, yeah, I acquired her. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, we looked it up and it looked like it was in episode seven um, mm. where maybe she was in the background with another patron or something or with him. We just didn't see it. And, and you know, for. I, I've, I'm finally seeing the Deveronian who doesn't really want to be a criminal, but just was kind of born into it. Mm. And. It's sad because now he's got the whole Tiresias Loki look with, yeah. the, with the cutoff, like with dis- the cutoff um, dishonorment among Devaronians. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a it's a mark of shame, right? Because it's like, oh, well, clearly you've let somebody get the better of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except that, he is he is already like ten times more appealing to me than Tiresias. <laughs> yes, I, I, I like Tiresias. Him. I liked him. He was just I, a piece I, of shit down through and through. Him, no, he's him he's a complete ass, yeah. and he's supposed to be. But, but hey, he's not. He's not an ass to us. So it's just that's like, true. But but with him and Scads, those were two oh my crew members God. where I was like, why can't I shoot you? Yeah. <laughs> why isn't there an option to not have you on my crew? Yeah, seriously. That's, At least they for those who are, 
who don't know, I it's mean, uh, Star Wars: you Republic just not characters. Take him. You guys don't. Re- you guys realize you could just say no. Nah, you're not gonna come. Up, you're not gonna come. No, I tried. My crew. And and they I, they still come. He yeah. just shows up anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I tried that with with Galt or yeah Tiresias, and uh, no, he just ends up coming with you anyway. Same thing with Skaj. Because I was like, I don't want you coming with me, buddy. And he's just like, Yeah, I'm going to be on the ship. I was like, <laughs> I'm a big boy. <laughs> you're gonna be in the airlock. <laughs> well, well, uh, I I've seen what what you can do to him in uh, there's Knights a of the few, Fallen Empire. Yeah, so. Knights of the Fallen Empire gives you a lot of choices to do people um a lot of them one one of them is story based mm. and if you play a vanguard or commando you you have a lot that you can get away with there okay. that i really enjoyed but sorry continue yeah okay so with this episode too that we get introduced to the durand crime family um mm. that's something that has not been on um, like ever, ever mentioned before in canon or as far as I know, legends. And mm. uh, their motto is, um, what is it here? We, uh, uh, taking what they wanted, basically, um, and that his mother, mm. Issa Durand, um, mm. is like she perfected that tactic. So she took everything that she wants and she's yeah. like not on the low level of uh roland who can't do shit at the moment yeah, yeah. I'm, I did, I'm curious sorry okay, i was gonna say okay. like he he has that suave like smuggler kind of um mm-hmm. charisma i feel like he would be better as as like a smuggler rather than a crime boss. boss yeah i feel like that's mm. kind of where he's gonna probably come up again is like he's doing a job or something um but yeah my, my point with this is basically this is definitely setting up introducing a brand new character a, crime, a brand new crime syndicate introducing the pikes to the bad batch this is definitely throwing the bad batch into the underground a little bit more as well mm-hmm. as setting up something as a contact for later on possibly um roland possibly isa who knows i mean i assume roland's gonna end up coming back at some point oh, yeah. um but you're right he does have a very um he does have a very like debonair kind of act and voice. He does yes. come off as very charming, and I, I was getting very, very confused with his voice because it almost sounded like Sam Witwer. Right? Oh, yeah. See, oh, who, who did you think? I thought Nathan Fillion for a sec. Oh, really? And then when I looked at the name at the end, I was just like, dude, you had me fooled. I was like, good job. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Tom Taylorson was the actual yeah. voice actor, and he did a good job. He comes off as very, uh, very like job. we said, very charismatic. Very, like like uh, like Dan said, like I could definitely see him being a smuggler. It's so. I mean, who knows? We'll see where he goes. The funny thing was, I thought at first when he got the horn cut off mm-hmm. for like half a second because I didn't really remember the character that well. I was like, oh, is he the Deveronian in Rebels? Because they both got no, green yeah. skin. Vizarro. Uh, Vizarro. Yeah. 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 But I was like, no, no, he's not that sad. <laughs> Or Vizago or whatever, but um, yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah, <laughs> he's a relatively new actor from what I can see here on his IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, the most, I guess, um, top tier games he's been in is Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Um, oh no, he plays Argus, Dagon, Orin. Oh no, he, I'm I'm so sorry for for him. He's the male voice for Scott Ryder in Mass Effect Andromeda. Yes, he is. Yeah, I was about to mention that one. Um, he's done like high tier games like Red Dead Redemption Two, God of War, Final Fantasy yeah. Fifteen. He's Gilgamesh, um, Octodad, best game. 
and uh, Bug Snacks, my favorite PS5 game of all time. That was free. Uh, mm. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's played a few things, and he's been in Rebels before, or Resistance, it looks like. I mean, I'll give him... Well, not, I'll give him this. Like, th th that makes it sound like I'm, I'm, it's a pity handout, but I will say... You did good the best part, the, Well, the best part about Scott Ryder in Mass Effect Andromeda is his voice. That's good. That's great. That, things, that shows he's doing yeah. his job well. Yeah, no, he's he like I, I like the voice. There is a couple of voices in that game where they do a really they really do a terrible job. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to name those people because I don't want to throw shade on them. But uh, Scott Ryder isn't one of those people. That's good. The things he's made to say are awful, but that's not his fault. Yeah, I recognize this his voice. The Ryder honestly... twins, right? Yeah, yeah, Sarah and Scott. Yeah, I say I recognize his voice and like looking at the games that he's been in. Like mm. God of War is probably the one that I've played the most that i would have recognized his voice but i'm not sure who mm. it would have been because it just has additional voices yeah but, like instantly recognizable i'm like that's that's familiar just like you guys like thought it was sam Witwer or something mm. right yeah um, like his voice for roland is a lot better than than the voice i'm used to hearing for scott Ryder. there you so. go that's also good I, yeah. I just think for the only character he's gonna be is one that gets them in with his mom because there'll be some mm. kind of big event maybe not in this season maybe in the next where they run into problem and it's just like okay you know they're being held oh you know whose whose ship is this who's running this operation oh you said around oh yeah oh uh, and then like roland kind of comes in just kind of like oh man i'm back <laughs> oh hey guys kind of thing and it's like it's you and it's like yeah, it's like get us out of here it's like Oh, okay. I think he's hey, a mom, mutual. These guys saved my life once. Yeah, I could definitely see him doing that. Exactly. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> he has a mutual respect <laughs> with them. Like, they put him in that scenario, but he was yeah. stupid enough to get into that scenario, mm. and then mm. they, they, you know, have a mutual respect that way. Well, he he kind of put himself in that scenario. He's the one who screwed over Sid first. True. He, sh he shouldn't have done it. Yeah. But again, from what he was taught, right? I'm trying not to ramble on. That was that's. <laughs> this is me, like, really really like trying to shorten up what i say okay but um catching bolo the last thing i was about to we... mention them too yeah oh actually before we head on to them because there was mm -hmm. one thing i just wanted to talk about which is i am right, curious yeah. i am curious with isa durand durand because when sid mentions her i mean as far as i could tell it's enough to make the pikes you know swap from killing roland to just yeah. humiliating him mm -hmm. And she even says, or like Sid even says, are you? Do you have the resources and manpower to go to war with Issa Durand? And it's like, well, shit, how powerful is she then? Yeah. If she can threaten the Pikes, which granted, you know, like I was saying, I find the least threatening out of all of Maul's uh, criminal enterprises, but still, they are a syndicate. Yeah, and right? it's going to be interesting to see that dichotomy, or not dichotomy, that uh, that war potential like yeah. um, struggle between them. I see. Yeah. Between between the end of the the end of the Clone Wars and the beginning of the Empire, there's that brief window where the Empire is still trying to set up. And if an opportunistic person came through and just mm -hmm. raided a bunch of stuff during that time, mm. I don't know, you could get a lot really quickly, but it's it's one of those, like, you have a week. Mm. And if you don't do it in that week, well, you are... And it's impossible to predict. So if you just get lucky that way and build up a huge thing, mm. that could be her. Because I don't remember hearing much about her in the Clone Wars. Mm. she's oh, never yeah, been like, mentioned before this is the yeah, first she, time she's very and but like one thing that that actually you just reminded me of ed is that there's a couple of little lore tidbits from old i mean because he's not a character anymore but from old forces of corruption mm -hmm. where they talk about tiber zon and like part of how the zon consortium got started was that they would raid uh empire convoys that were carrying old republic gear 
Oh, okay. And steal, like, get their hands on ATTEs and AT. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the three legged ones? Are the artillery pieces called ATP? ATTPs or something? Uh, but the, if you ever see them there, they're triangular with a big cannon at the top and three legs. Mm-hmm. But they would just, they would raid those, and that's how they built up their army. And mm-hmm. grabbing old Mark II clone trooper armor and trying to throw it on their own people and stuff like that, right? So that would be really cool if you could swap that lore from Tybers on to. Uh, Issa Durand. Yeah, yeah make her that, kind of that new consortium. Powerful. Yeah, right. I'd be super down for that because, like, Tyberzon wasn't a very interesting character to be born. I don't remember much except for being on the cover of Empire at War. Yeah, well, and and like we talked about in uh, Rising Storm, I liked his second in command more than him because Uriah Fenn was really cool. Mm-hmm. Tyberzon's best. See, I recognize could... that name. Yeah, right. Yeah. And because Uriah Fenn was super cool, he had all this crazy lore. He fought Sith in the Sith yeah. Wars. It's like, damn, what about you, Tiber? I can buy enemies yeah. with money. And it's like, good for you. Cool. You, you, have, you have standard skill point A. Yeah, exactly. Good job. It was just like, okay, can we go back to Uriah? Because he was pretty cool. Yeah, I think there's going to be a connection between the Duran family and uh, the Bad Batch for sure. If they're mm-hmm. A being introduced in the Bad Batch and it's in season one, which means usually they're setting up, like with Star Wars, usually season yeah, one of yeah. an animation uh, show animated mm. show is usually like the setup in like low stakes and mm. then season two season three season four that kind of stuff starts to lift off i don't i don't really see this happening but it'd be funny if roland was like the bad batch's hondo yeah, it feels like yeah that'd be movie. hilarious you know that, that that guy that you love to that they love to hate but the audience just loves yeah. i mean who knows ed you're gonna talk about catching bolo yeah this is the last we've probably seen of them because <laughs> they just they fucked off no, not even that. It's just the 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 depth of how much like they've messed up. Because in in the bar before everything goes off, you see Sid hit the communicator button or the the pager or whatever, mm. and then you know sees it in the bar and he's just like, yeah, okay, and starts doing this really slick move with the the mix, the yeah, popcorn yeah, mix. I love that. And I was like, man, that's oh, okay, cool. That's slick. Like you're doing something really cool. And then you just go around the corner and wait. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as soon as you see the dude, it's like, all right, we're going further. And we're yeah. going further. And just hit it, mix, hit it, mix. Go to a ship or something and just chill. <laughs> or to, to some kind of station with a camera you guys have set up outside. And you can see right. when he's there and walking up and be like, all right, you're good. And we'll monitor this camera from here. And I mean, it's a- catching a bolo. They're not that smart. Like, but it's like, it's like literally like the same thing. It's as a not about. thinking thing. You don't yeah. have to think for this. You, Sorry, no, go ahead. No, no, it's, it's, it's uh, super fair. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, because my first thought was, oh, cool. So they just run for 15 minutes, toss it in an alley somewhere. Yeah. And you're done. Yeah. And, no knows, and then just did. like, but they're just holding it. Like, yeah. I'll keep feeding it stuff. Why aren't you? And I'm like, why the why? fuck? Why, <laughs> man? They're already out. You, you, you give these guys a window, right? Yeah. It's just like once he's out, you got about five minutes to so just grab everything in that yeah. five minutes and go because we're done. And if you're watching the door, yeah. And if you're watching the door, you don't need two people to have this lizard. No. Ithorian runs off. Weequay watches the door. That's all yeah. you need. And because he's got the button, right? So as soon as they yeah. come back through, you just hit it again. And be like, yo, you're out of time. But it's as soon as he, he as soon as they catch Ruby, their intelligence drops like 130 points. Yeah, it was really granted. They're not exactly smart people. These are the two people who who 
gotten who played a uh, degenerate game and then beat the shit out of each other outside. So um, they're not exactly like ace detectives. Can, can I make like, a, Jesus. a quick point here? Um, so their voice, the weak ways voiced by Sam Regal of Critical Role and um, the Ithorian is voiced by Liam O'Brien. And they're best friends in real life, which makes this kind of like these two characters a little bit more fun for me. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you guys like if any, any listeners have listened to Critical Role or like watched any of Sam's advertisements at the beginning of Critical Role, which are just fucking dumpster fires of, of commercials, which are, are great <laughs> and they're funny. Mm. Um, but it literally just shows like I can only picture Sam and Liam as these two characters. So it's like every time they're doing something, it's like. Sam's always going to fuck something up. And like in Critical Role, their characters make stupid fucking decisions all the time and shit happens. And it's like, this is a D and these two characters are D and D characters. Like this is Sam and Liam to a fucking see, T and I love it. See, so you're getting that Carl Weathers effect that yes, I get. But it's, it's, it's increasing it instead of decreasing I, it. I, I never used to think of Carl Weathers like this, but now every time I, him, I just think of, you got a suit. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think I want my money back. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But see, and that's why that's why I will never take I I can understand what you're saying. Like I've seen Critical Role and listened to them in passing. Right. Mm-hmm. I've never gone and jumped into like, ah, yeah. so into it. Like that's just not me yet. I know eventually I'll get bored one of these nights and I'll just go and oh, man. it's gonna be a fun journey when you right? get to it. But yeah, so for me like that not having that just makes me angry when I see it because I'm just like, man, it makes me more angry with Sid mm. because if anybody should know the mental capacity of these two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, she has like, nobody else though. So to she be spends fair. like every day. That, that, also, that is the fairest point. That is a fair point, but you could also yeah. hire droids. Yes. Yeah, you, you no, know, it's just like, you have them working in tandem. So it's just like, you know, all right, you got you got it outside and everything like that. Activate the droid by the door so that way you guys could just go. Understandably, the droid could be blasted mm. something because you know these guys are frustrated and they think, but like you know, they see like, oh, you know, droid, where did they go? Oh, that way in the complete opposite direction. What's yeah, the droid yeah. gonna lie to you, right? Going on lie as eat naturally as he breathed. Yeah, but... <laughs> no, I, I love those two characters, but, and I just thought that... their stupid, ridiculous antics were just like, yeah, yep, that makes yeah. sense. It that makes fucking sense. It just hurts me that Sid is this this powerful of an underworld yeah. figure, and her two elite lackeys are trash. Like, I think she's just yeah. like she's like the middleman that like makes a lot of money, but like doesn't like to spend a lot and doesn't like to keep a low bar. Like you know Maybe what I mean? She should now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, but this should exactly. What are you saying? Like this should be a lesson, and this is why I think we've seen the last of Gajin Bolo, mm-hmm. because after some fuck-ups like this there's no way i think no, i think they're gonna be in the no background way. still like they're just gonna be chilling characters doing stupid oh, yeah. shit they'll be customers there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that but they won't have anything to do with any operation oh yeah uh, like as nothing as, that we'll see at least yeah exactly yeah. as 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 we kind of go and say like look the bad bad screwed up on this they better learn in the future sid better have some fucking protection next episode yeah you'd hope so or like something yeah, because this, this whole thing was... Yeah, probably not. Because this whole thing was, like... It was a you know fun episode, but man, is it embarrassing for her. This yeah. is well, like, yeah. We see that she's great with martial arts, and she, or not martial arts, with the, the bow, right? So she is a badass, and she has abilities, but when there's, like, 30 guys coming in to move you out, yes, but what are you going to you know, do, you're, right? You're all, if you're also a fixer, yeah. you should have some sort of protection, yeah, right? No, like, sure. uh, 
Who's the the guy in the uh, the Afra or the Darth Vader comics that Afra interacts with? Yes, yeah, yeah. The mediator or whatever his name is. Like even he had you know Protection. giant space fortress, all these people with him. Mm-hmm. Wasn't strong enough against the Empire, but I mean that's a bit that's obvious. A diff- that's, yeah, that's yeah, a different yeah, uh, yeah, scenario. You, the Empire just throw a body to ET for ET give up. Yeah, yeah, so. just drone and manpower. But you know, I think, so who knows? Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. I think I think we pretty much exhausted everything in this that's, episode because there's not much left to talk no. about. Um, but yeah, let's get into. Oh, Tech did something useful. I mean, yeah, he made a light bomb. That was cool. <laughs> we, yeah, we got two episodes. Man, yeah. yeah, we got two episodes in a row where he's actually doing something. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Mm. Um, it has to do with the animation. I feel like Noma is like on the fucking ball with this. Oh, I, I didn't want to mention it, but yeah, there was something that that blew I don't... my mind in it. But uh, yeah, keep going. Sorry, I, I don't know if we're talking about point. the same thing, but we might be. But like, yeah. remember yeah. how we talked about like the rain and the lighting in the other episodes and like the water mm-hmm. and like you told me that. Or he told us that um, Disney uses movies as excuses to increase their, you know, physics engines and stuff like that in their animation yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. things. I think this one, um, like, I've, I've been kind of looking, like, thinking about that when I'm watching through these episodes. And I'm like, hey, what in, in this episode is something that they haven't done yet that they've mm. tried to do to make it a better? A, a shit ton of moving bugs all at the same time. That's true. They're pretty the big. Swarm, and, yeah. yeah, the huge swarm. And it's like individual bugs, right? They're not just making blobs mm. of bugs, right? And then the other thing is the the spider webbing, and the physics around like the the bounciness of like the of the uh, the spider webbing, oh, right? Okay. And like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. And then when the lighting went off, and I'm like, ooh, that's so cool. And then you see all the um, Erlings like fly up and out mm. of the, the the crevice, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So like, I think this one was like, how many things can we have on the screen at the same time? And what kind of physics engines can we play with? And I think like the flying insects, and then the the actual bedding of like the the webbing and stuff like that was mm. kind of what they were working on this one. That's I mean that's a great point and I mean I'm I'm one of the only people who'd be interested in this but I would love to know how long those those shots took to render because mm. you're right that's a ton of of stuff on the screen doing all this stuff but that that's a good catch cuz that wasn't what I thought of at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I thought of was that opening shot when they're landing on Ord Mantell uh, when they're going into their hangar bay I was like holy fuck this shot is beautiful. I, oh, yeah, uh, it was nice. Really? Yeah. Continue. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it was just, it looks so nice, and especially when the wings come up and it starts to, to come down. I was thinking, like, god damn, the lighting that they have here mm. is so nice. And then when the Havoc Marauder lands as well, you can actually see on the, the like, basically uh, where the, the edges of the ship are, there's really nice, like, uh, kind of blue-brown tinged oxide rusting going across the having water but it blends in kind of nicely with the black yeah but it's just, it was this beautiful color uh, patina that that they had going on and i was like god the, the amount of effort that you have to put into that to texture map that to then make it look that nice with the lighting effects it's just man i am so happy that you know clone that uh, feloni is getting the budget to work with you know season seven clone wars now bad batch because it looks so beautiful it is just spectacular the the amount of effort they're putting in. Um, but yeah, you had a point for that as well. Yeah, I was gonna say like when they were landing, I if they hadn't said if they hadn't mentioned Sid, I was trying to figure out what planet they were on. Oh, because of just like so nice. building structures and everything mm-hmm. like that. It's just like you've got Core World with a mix of Outer Rim. Uh, that whole kind of palette was like in us because you have this big desert outland stuff, and then you have this huge city. That's not quite Tatooine, but not quite 
I'm not going to say Coruscant because there's nothing that compares but I, to it. Well, but, I think kind of have a good, but I, I think you have a good point because, like, what kind of said to me was it's like it was a really good representation of what like a prosperous rim world looks like. Yeah, it's like Tatooine world, right? if it actually had resources. Well, I was going to say Iriadu. Right? Yeah, sure, I, I can see that. that. That's something I picture Iriadu to be like because you know they have their defense forts, they have everything like that. A little bit more but like forested then, though. But exactly, because then you have the jungle with the Veermok and all those other mm-hmm. things, right? So, I don't know. It's But you do have this high society that's at area at the same time, like the Tarkin comes from. And they yeah, talk yeah. about, you know, they get yeah. their food and everything like that. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's why mm-hmm. they, when they said Ord Mantellian, it's like, again, I, I remember Ord Mantell from the other Republican was like, <laughs> <laughs> why is it so clean yeah. this place is brew in 3,000 years and their yeah. civil war I guess went the right way yeah. I don't know they always use but... that shot with Ord Mantell though it's like the Ord Mantell city with, yeah with the giant and it's, it's basically a. I don't know if it's 3D yeah. or if it's a painting or like what they use oh, for that because it looks like it's like it's not animated it looks like it's a still mm-hmm. um, but it, it could be just really well I done I think animation. it's also because I think it's also because whenever they show them returning to Ord Mantell. It's that same shot it from is. that same angle. Usually, I was going to say, yeah, it's the same shot yeah. over every time. I mean, why change it unless no, you're yeah. actually being, mm-hmm. being chased or something wrong is happening or whatever yeah. and add another layer to it at that point. Just but, put smoke coming through instead. Yeah, right. But uh, that's also another uh, good point. Also, you're up there on my screen. That's why I keep pointing out that way. <laughs> um, but that, that's another good point with uh, the Iriadu thing where it's, I feel like if we'd ever seen the Ord Mantell nob- nobility, Maybe that's that same kind of thing because you know Tarkin points out that's like yeah no they're the best they're the best looking and dressed people on Iriadu mm. until anyone from the core worlds comes up mm-hmm. yeah and then they're immediately just outclassed. Out, utterly outclassed yeah. by that type of wealth so that that's what Ord Mantell really strikes me as too because it looks beautiful but man you can tell even from a distance it's it's like it's former glory yeah oh definitely it's it definitely Mantel, hits a hard time on or Mantel right now don't it's forget just, it yeah. is in the core it's like core to mid rim kind of planet so oh okay it, it this is that's why it's so striking to me because there's not know, a lot of imperial presence though again interesting it's, it doesn't sound seem like there's much of value. It's just it's, a convenient. Holiday, yeah, right? it's a, yeah. it's convenient for traders and everybody else, like 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 traders, smugglers, like a loophole into the, like into the mid rim into the uh, the core kind of thing. Yeah, like, and that's it's like the empire has no use for it mm. at this point, other than like if they wanted to assert control just for the sake of asserting control, sure, or like, refueling you know, or something maybe. Because I don't think they'll have much interest in it until the plans for the Death Star really start to go into function and they need material to build. Yeah, That's uh, where that's I can true, see them true. going to Orbital and being like, all right, we need all these shipping lanes I was gonna say secret shipping lanes. So mm. get out, Sid. I was going to say, like, the Empire's going to come and be like, okay, we need some we need some workers. Who can we get? Catch a bolo. You guys work on the Star Destroyer. <laughs> and it's just, like, super fucking hijinks. They're actually the two that pull, that are in the Death Star beam area. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, I know I'm the only one, but I want to see a Catch and Bolo, like, side story. Oh, you are the only one. I know. <laughs> Aren't you getting that already in the... In the pylon or whatever it's called? The, the animated thing that's coming out? Detour. Oh, oh yeah, that's essentially what it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, it, yeah. if it does don't, come, don't out. ask for more of that, man. Like, leave that where it is. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be good. But yeah, I think that does it for this episode. Um, yeah. Let's head into the outro, guys. Yeah.
Welcome to the outro for the Bad Batch episode 13, Infested. Thank you for listening and tagging along with this adventure. We got on a few different connections with uh, the uh, different characters in this episode. But uh, if you'd like to let us know what you thought about this episode, the characters in it, the events that happened, or what you think might happen next, you can uh, let us know by the following ways. Ed. All right, so remember, get your helmets on. Get the recordings on, make sure you get all these down, get your notebooks out, because there are tons of ways to get in contact with us. Uh, first one, now you can find all our information here. You can find past episodes here. If you really liked what you heard, you want to hear more. But we are at voiceoftheforce.com. Once again, that is voiceoftheforce.com. If you have anything you want to say through email, uh, subject line can be whatever you want for this episode, really infested hashtag wreckers an idiot yet again whatever you want to put there it's voice of the force at gmail.com if you're more of a social media buff we've got twitter we've got instagram both of those platforms you can find us at, at voice force pod anything you do retweet or repost it could be new episode tweets could be something that we just throw out there for appreciation appreciation of something uh it really helps our it helps grow our listener base and we do appreciate it and lastly, listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. If you do leave a five-star review and a comment, it really does help with visibility, pushing that pushing that podcast up. And we really do appreciate that as well. But really, if you do follow or subscribe for free, you get the latest episode notifications as they come out whatever platform you use it will be there i use spotify and i see that update every time i do have to be in app that is one of the catches with it um but you know if you're using the app anyway you'll see that thank you ed and remember everybody why did you stick up for him after what he did i don't know ruby likes him Maybe he's not all bad. <laughs> <laughs>